2: Live from the studios of News Talk 1480 WHBC, it's Kenny and JT.
1: All right, after hearing him speak today and the fact that he spoke for 11 minutes, JT and I both feel. Well, no, let me take that back. I feel for sure JT with I'm the OIC Schultz. factor.
0: I know nothing. <laughs>
1: I think it's going to be Flacco on Sunday against the Jaguars, and I don't know who's going to start for them, but I think it might be Sunshine for Jacksonville. Let's bring in a guy who's closer to the situation. We have him on every Thursday. He does a fantastic job as the Browns beat reporter at 92.3, the fan, also on the Browns Radio Network, and he's got his podcast, Always Game Day in Cleveland. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Writer, wrong fan, he is Daryl Ryder. So, Daryl, where are you on the Flacco situation for Sunday? Do you think he starts?
2: If he doesn't start, there should be a mutiny.
1: (laughs) Amen. Amen, Daryl, right?
2: I I, I mean, look, uh, part of this is Kevin Stefanski doing what Kevin Stefanski does, and that is, uh, you know, he... He didn't want to make any declarations Wednesday because of DTR still being in the concussion protocol but showing progress. But, look, I mean, with all due respect to DTR, like, uh, it ain't even close when you talk about talent, when you talk about accuracy, when you talk about ability – I, you got to stick with Joe Flacco. You, you really, really do. Um, and, and, look, you connect the dots. It's, it's pointing that direction, as you alluded to. He spoke to us today. Um, he's first in line taking the reps during practice. So I just I, – I anticipate tomorrow that Kevin Stefanski will tell us that it's Joe Flacco. Now, the key will be, can we get him to it, acknowledge that it's Joe Flacco as long as he's healthy for the rest of the season. That will Uh become our next challenge, Kenny. All right.
1: You up for it, Daryl? You Uh, ready to take on that challenge and try and get that out of him?
2: (laughs) uh, uh, I'll I'll get the floss and prepare to tie it to a doorknob and start slamming the door shut, see if I can yank a tooth or two out.
0: You know what was amazing? Watching that game and the passing performance before the interception. I thought it was fantastic. All season long, I look at the offensive line, I say, there's no pocket. But when you've got a guy that doesn't have happy feet in the pocket, man, he was able to stand tall and throw it around the field to nine different receivers, Daryl?
2: Yeah, well, and look, um, I, I mean... He the ball distribution was good. The got more guys got to catch footballs. Like mm-hmm. uh, he, they're among the league leaders in drops. Um, it, it depends on what website you're looking at as it, far as the numbers go. But they're like right there with mm-hmm. Kansas City neck and neck for having the most uh, dropped footballs. Right. Um, so, but that's not Joe Flacco's fault. Um, and whereas in, in weeks past, you could say, well, the ball was behind him, mm-hmm. or it wasn't out in front or where it should be to make the life on the receiver a little easier. You can't really say that about Flacco Sunday in L.A. I I mean, that was some of the best quarterback play that I have seen from a Browns quarterback in a very, Mm -hmm. very long time. So, um, And and look, I I don't know how much this guy's got in the tank. I, I really don't. Maybe that was the one game that I thought that he – one good game, I should say, that I thought he had in him. But, I mean, look, the, the opening drive was a work of art. They just yeah. walked right down the field, five or six, I think 65 yards. And then uh, <clears throat> Jerome Ford uh, kept his feet long enough to get across the goal line uh, <laughs> after being forgotten about that, that You know, he was actually on the field. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think that Flacco's experience uh, coupled with his ability to throw – Anywhere and everywhere on the football field makes him the the prime candidate to go ahead and start the rest of this season.
1: I'm with you on that, Daryl, and um, we'll we'll see. Like you said, it comes to fruition tomorrow with Kevin announcing that. What about Jacksonville's starter? I saw Sunshine practicing today there with uh, Jacksonville. Maybe not going a hundred percent. Did you call him Sunshine? Yeah, that's my guy, Mr. Sunshine. I just call him Sunshine. So Sunshine was out there slinging the ball around. Are you expecting Sunshine, uh, uh, Mr. Lawrence, to start on Sunday against the Browns in Cleveland?
2: I'm leaning that direction. Um, I I certainly might. I I didn't think so Monday night when I saw him uh, bend his ankle in half. But, um, you know, the fact that he uh, – did his media scrum Wednesday, basically showing off his ankle um, and no walking boot or anything like that. That got my attention. And then today he's out there throwing the ball. Um, yeah, I, I think that I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I would say that that's a, a pretty significant step uh, when trying to prognosticate his availability here in Cleveland.
0: Darrell, what about Miles Garrett? We're going to hear from Jim Schwartz a little bit later on, and I'm sure you had the opportunity to ask the question, why didn't Miles Garrett perform better last Sunday? And we understand we've seen it before in the past, but this season seems to be different. What are your concerns, if any, with this defense right now? Is it just the fact that we can't get Denzel Ward healthy ever?
2: Well, Denzel is uh, getting healthy, and he uh, is looking like he's going to play Sunday. So some good news there. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing with miles. Like this is the time of year where he drops off, Mm. uh, for one reason or another, uh, whether it's injuries taking their toll, whether it's just the wear and tear of the season and getting worn out. Um, but, uh, you know, they, it wasn't just miles Garrett Sunday. This was the first time this season, the Browns did not register a sack in a game. They got shut out. And uh Jim Schwartz kind of lamented that today <clears throat> when we visited with him. But he, he said this isn't just about Miles. It's about yep. the seven other guys that they rotate on that defensive front. And uh he said on multiple occasions that they organizationally have invested a lot in that group up front. And they should be able to create a pass rush with those four players uh that they line up. Sunday in L.A., they just they, they generated nothing, Miles Garrett included. Um, he certainly credited the Rams and Matthew Stafford uh, for getting the ball out of his hands quickly before the rush could get there, but his anticipation is that they're going to be able to continue to get back after the quarterback. But look, they've had one sack in the last two weeks combined, um, and they uh, this is the third game with uh, zero or one sacks In it, they had one sack uh, at Denver. They had one sack against the Seattle Seahawks. Every other game has featured multiple sacks. So, uh, I think this is a bit of an abnormality for them. Uh, It is something that you know Schwartz is emphasizing, Uh, but what concerned him the most because he did say, you know, we get caught up in in the in looking at sack numbers, whereas he's looking at pressure and disruption in the backfield and he did acknowledge what disturbed him most was the lack of quarterback hits and the lack of tackles for loss they had one single tackle for loss against the LA rams and that let's be honest about it based on what we had seen in the uh, you know previous what uh, the 12 weeks of the season um that is that is below the standard so um that was a little telling that he volunteered that chestnut
1: to us road games kenny yeah they, they don't do as well on on the road for whatever reason they they just don't play as well on the road and there, there's something to that jt you pointed that out early in the season and it's uh you know a fact it's not just a, a small sample size now as uh you know they're 12 games into this season darren that pressure um stat is very important i think especially if uh, sunshine plays for jacksonville because he's thrown what seven interceptions fumbled once already this or excuse me fumbled three times lost one he's prone to turning the football over isn't he
2: yeah he is but jacksonville (laughs) jacksonville hasn't lost the game on the road this year oh Um, Oh, wow! they they come to cleveland yeah they come to cleveland undefeated (laughs) away from home so uh, in, including having to travel overseas to win. And, and I got to be honest with you. I think those London trips really kind of their helped them get their season on track. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, uh, he is susceptible to the turnover. The, the Browns are not very good uh, at creating turnovers with consistency. Unfortunately, for as uh, much as Jacksonville, you have to worry about them turning over the ball. You have to worry the same with the Browns. So the Browns give it away. Uh, 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 almost as much as any team in the NFL. Um, They're uh, among the bottom in the league in turnover ratio uh, this year, which is, in my view, a pretty important metric. The Browns are a minus eight in turnover ratio. That is 29th, whereas Jacksonville is on the plus side. They're a plus three, and that's uh, good for 12th in the nfl and it's going to be sloppy according to the forecast sunday so turnovers will likely help decide this one in less than ideal weather conditions
1: happy to have daryl Ryder with us outstanding browns beat reporter 92-3 the fan i hear him every uh sunday when i'm driving to my uh, browns backers gig at jerseys in stark county uh when he's on the pregame show breaking it down uh, along with all the other members of that browns radio network daryl any other injuries we should be aware of with this football team uh, going into sunday's game
2: they seem to be in pretty decent shape i mean look the, the injury report is a mile long <laughs> i mean it really is but um they uh, they seem to be getting healthier i'm just trying to do, i'm trying to count in my head here uh it's like 14 or 16 players on the injury report really the only guys that I am really concerned about. Amari Cooper with the concussion. Uh, He also has rib injury, but the concussion obviously is the most important because if he can't progress through the protocol, he will not be available. And um, he's like one of very few guys who can catch footballs on this team. So that would not be good, not having him available. Um, The fact that Marquise Goodwin, though, is uh, returning from his concussion. He's been limited. Uh, the last couple of uh, days here, we'll see if uh, he's able to clear the protocol uh, in time. Uh, David Njoku has been off, uh, has missed both practices. The team has uh, officially listed not injury-related rest, but they also put on there that he's dealing uh, with a knee injury as well. But, you know, everyone else, Kenny, uh, you're looking at guys that have been limited or they're full participant, but for the uh, <clears throat> sake of... Uh, transparency with the league office uh like i said 10 12 two four six eight ten twelve four yeah i was right 16 players listed wow. on the injury report but the, the big one's amari cooper he's the one okay. that i'm worried about as far as his availability sunday
1: where is jed wills in his return and uh, i'll be honest with you though uh, i haven't heard his uh, Back up, if you want to call him that, at left tackle. The last couple of weeks, uh, Garen Christian's name called during the game, which is a good thing. Uh, so I think he's done a, a halfway decent job uh, playing left tackle. But where is Jed Wills?
2: Uh, Jed Wills has not been designated to return from injured reserve okay. just yet. So um, yeah, that's obviously not going to happen this week. Um, and so he just he remains on injured reserve and uh, trying to get healthy.
1: So what do you think of the way Christian has handled the left tackle position?
2: I think he's been fine. Uh, I mean, um, you know, uh, I still feel like Jed is an overall better player. Jed's uh, deficiency is that it's one or two plays per game where he just has a mental brain cramp, right? Um, Otherwise, you know, he himself has, has played really, really well um in in in, uh in stretches so um yeah i mean it's good that christian's not getting beat like a drum and he's not being called for a bunch of penalties uh in that and look i I think that the offensive line uh and joe flacco praised them today he said it really wasn't a physical game for him in la because he didn't really get hit uh Uh because uh, the offensive line was able to to help him uh you know stay clean so uh the guys up front are doing their job
1: daryl we always appreciate the time thanks for joining us uh, enjoy the game on sunday we'll talk again next week
2: all right look forward to it guys have a good one
1: enjoy the game and by, and, and daryl by the way ronnie sunshine bass from the movie remember the titans that's where sunshine that's where i got that one from so you can watch uh, remember the titans and see what you think all right I think we he hung up on me before we got that in <laughs> there. Oh, but remember, remember that dude? Of course. Didn't remember sure. uh, the Titans, Sunshine? Yeah, yeah great. He's, He's the quarterback. Back. Great football movie. Back uh, Denzel as coach. It's not the best yeah. football movie. What well,
0: is the best, best football Best of movie. Times featuring oh, I forgot. Yeah, Joe Flacco, okay. of course. <laughs> John, John. Kurt Russell. I was going to throw it to you just to show you up, but I want to win. I'm calling somebody else's number. You've never seen that movie, have you? I have not
1: seen it all Are the way through. Are you kidding me? I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never made it from start to finish.
0: Robin Williams as Jack yeah. Dundee, I believe. Jack Dundee, I think so. <laughs> that's his name. Yes, Jack
1: Dundee. Kurt oh, Russell. Let's <laughs> yeah.
0: get out of bounds. If anybody screws up, I'll kill you. Reno High Town again, Jack. Your life is over. <laughs> He's gonna kill him. What they do is they replay their high school rivalry game twenty years later. Okay. It's a, yeah. it's a city. Not unlike ours right now. I didn't say that. They can't beat their rival on the, in the field of play. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yes, but I will tell you this. What? Art imitates life. The name of that team, the rival, is the Tigers. No. And the, I swear, I can't make it up. Now, they're the Rockets. Kurt Russell. Forget okay. the name of the right. high school. They're the Rockets versus the Tigers. They can't beat the Tigers. And they had a chance to beat them when they were in high school. But Jack Dundee drops the touchdown pass. That's why he says, if you drop it again, uh, I'm going okay. right. to you know, whatever. So what happens is they decide to replay the game like years later. And Kurt Russell comes out looking like Joe Namath. He's got these white shoes on. Oh, Nelly, he's wearing his white shoes. By the time he leaves the locker room and gets to the sideline, they're black because it starts raining.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: It's just a funny movie. But the thing is, I'm not going to, I can ruin it for you. Because the movie's no, been ahead. out for a million yeah. years. Yes. Boils down to the last play of the game. Doctor Death is a defensive back, and he's guarding Jack Dundee. <laughs> I got something for you, Doctor Death, and he runs that route on him, and he gets open, and Reno Hightower is getting sacked, but he just throws one up like Flacco did. But instead of getting intercepted, yeah, Jack Dundee taps it up in the air, and he taps it again, and he leaves Doctor Death in the dust, or in this case, the mud. He catches the ball, it goes behind his back, he grabs it, he goes in for the winning touchdown, and they win the game. Maybe that's what McKinley ought
1: to do. Okay, yeah.
0: Go get yourself a Reno Hightower.